That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Am I on? Oh, there it is. All right. Are these on? Is yeah, on? I can oh. hear you. Can you turn it down? No, no, no. Yeah, I turned it way down after I heard that thing, but. That's smart. Yeah, dude, that play was hilarious. I don't know which part was better, honestly. That was like the, the best like hour of sports I've ever watched. That was pretty good with the hockey, too. Well, dude, the hockey, yeah, they were just going off. I mean, they were going off to the point where, like, I noticed it, and I watched very little hockey, and then Miggs texted you because it was so crazy. Yeah. Like, that was – Matt, did you end up seeing any of the first game? No, I missed it. God. Well, it wasn't good or anything. Just – yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. <laughs> good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. <laughs> This is the podcast starring the tits. Starring the tits. Star- the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two sixty two. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? will be a host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Trade wars with China and a dip in palladium futures have electronics manufacturers scrambling this week, sending the sector down a combined 14.1%. Closer to home, Ted eating Korean chicken, Cobb getting nexted by a smoke show, and Matt lifting the hate breed left markets unstable, resulting in a small dip for shares. Will the solstice three weeks away? With the solstice three weeks away, are the boys po- are the boys poised for a big rally? We'll find out. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up, which was tough today because there was people in here when we actually got in here. Yeah. Uh, Matt Comer, the Rude. producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Um, presently, I'm really glad to be in this room with you two, hanging out, talking. Good, good, good. Uh, we were talking about it a little before the cast. Uh, so Cobb and I uh, were watching game one of the Stanley Cup finals last night. So it's the Boston Bruins taking on the St. Louis Blues. Matt, you're our resident hockey person. Blues or Bruins? Who are you cheering for? Uh, who am I cheering for? Yeah. I, I've, I've always liked the Bruins. Like, I'm not a big fan of Boston sports in general, but you know, I think that was one that I just... What it was was they played the Canucks one year, and Bryce, that little sh- from the end... I'm kidding, I love Bryce, but we'd all bust his balls when he was here. Um, but he became a hockey fan... Of the, he became a fan of the Canucks in the playoffs, and I took exception to that and rooted against them the entire time because um, I don't like the Canucks as a Kings fan to begin with. Um, are you hearing that, too? What? That high-pitched little thing in the background? Oh, you got to be kidding me. Don't tell me it's still going. It yeah. was going all during the men's room. I'm today. hearing it in my headphones. I don't have it. Do you have usually it? I get like a weird—usually I get some of the air stuff. I have nothing. Yeah, I think it could just be these cans. They're like they got scotch tape on them and stuff. So, oh man, I hope not. It doesn't look like it's showing up. It was in a Adobe. massive deal all day today, but we couldn't fix it because in the men's like we have to be in this studio so for the syndication stuff. So I'm just like, oh man. Yeah. All right. I can see that it's not, I'm not coming here. up in the recording. All so right, I think it's right. just the cans. But regardless, so I never liked the Canucks all that much to begin with. Bryce became a Canucks fan. Uh, which I would just give him a hard time about because he was jumping on the bandwagon during the playoffs, which I'm totally okay with people doing in all sporting situations. Sounds like it. But, yeah. But I well, had it's to... different when somebody's jumping on a bandwagon of a team you don't like. Right. Like, I, I will always say I'm fine for bandwagons, right? But if somebody goes, Ted, I really got into soccer. I think I'm a Timbers fan. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Bandwagon jumper, first of all. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's not cool. It's like, like in Manchester United, man. 
Yeah, I can deal with United fans. It's just Tottenham fans. Not me. Well, yeah. So, that so, was, so that's why you like the Bees? Yeah, the Bees ended up beating the Canucks in that Stanley Cup final. And I, that was the infamous one where Vancouver has like a riot after they lose, and that guy yep. was on the on the ground. Him and the girl were making out. Yep. Yeah. That was the one. Who was their goalie? Is it Dominic Koshik? What's that Who? guy's name? Canucks. Canucks back then? Was it Roberto Luongo? Oh, Luongo? Yeah. Koshik so. yeah. was a good goalie. And yeah. Tim was Thomas was on the Bruins back then. Tim that Thomas. was before Tuka Rask came in and yeah. started being a stud, too. Uh, so we were watching that game last night. <clears throat> And the, the physicality of this game went through the roof. Oh, God. Like, yeah. have, you, have you seen the highlights, Matt? No. So, like, we're watching it, and Cobb goes, I think there's a fight going on the other end of the ice. You know sometimes you like the camera will be on one side where the puck is? And you just hear the crowd. So I missed all this. Yeah, we, I saw a guy kind of over the top of another guy as they, as they took off down, you know, the other direction. And so, go ahead. So that, right. So then Cobb's like, I think there's a fight going on down there. I'm like, really? And then... Uh, so it was a Blues player on top of the Bruins guy. So now it's in the other end, and out of nowhere comes a Bruins player with no helmet and full-on launches himself into this dude. In like just, a project- human projectile. Like in football, I'd say he got depleted. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's not because his helmet's off. So then, yeah, yeah there should be. his helmet taken at the other end. Oh, my God. So they started kind of like tussling in front of the other goal. The action moved away, and the guy stood over him, like straddling him, just forcing him down to the ice for like – 25 seconds probably. So when he got up, he took off like a rocket and just cleaned out Whoa. a defender full clip. I mean, he had the yeah. whole ice to accelerate. That was Friday night? Caught him perfect. That was Sunday night, right? Monday night. Monday night. Oh, okay. Yeah, and oh my God, dude, he hit him so hard. So it was it was unbelievable. And then it was just it was just so chippy. That's why I tweeted out, like, that's hockey boys. Every yeah. touch, every single interaction, whether there was a puck around or not, People were pushing, shoving. A guy hacked another guy's stick in half. Wow. Like this is in like a five minute span. Just it, went it was from just, zero to hundred. It was awesome. It's if all it's on like, the line, right? It's playoff hockey, Stanley Cup Finals. It's which you should expect it to be. Yeah. Well, and it was like first game, so both teams were trying to establish the upper physical edge, and it was just ruthless. Wow, man. perfect storm. They're both physical teams. So. Yeah, great I've hockey. Exci- yeah, I was excited when I found out when the Blues won. Yeah, because yeah, I think that'll be a fun matchup. Well, and they were both trying to be the physical team too, which was so cool. Oh, I'm really? cheering for the Blues. Play the f***ing song. <laughs> Gloria? Uh, is it? I don't have it. No, no, no. I expected, know. Oh, I thought you just expected yeah, to have that like, lined up. I was like, that's an you obscure, gave me no prep obscure on call. Um, uh, no, no, no. There's that song, Gloria. Yeah, so we were watching that, and I'm not an NHL hockey fan necessarily, but if you're casually like observing a game, like click that thing on. This one's going to be a wild one. I may ride for the whole series. And as far as teams, I've always kind of liked the Bees because I li- lived in Boston, but I also like the St. Louis Blues. So I'm at that level where I'd buy that shirt that says, I hope both teams just have fun. <laughs> yeah, like it's just funny with the – I can't find it now. Oh, Gloria. All right, there we go. Uh, if you if I played it, you remember, right? Can we not play it? I, I can't play it off this computer. Oh, oh, then, oh right. but it's like the blues song. They play it after every, and it's like it's, it's like a one hit wonder from like the early '80s or something. I'd probably recognize it if I heard it. Yeah, it's just funny, right? Like, uh, oh yeah, and the whole crowd sings it. The whole crowd up. sings it. Yeah. This and that, and they, I guess they just started this year. But my buddy, uh, he like after the caps loss, he was like, "Hey, jump on the blues bandwagon," and he was like, "Here's the song. You gotta you gotta play the song." I was like, ah, "All right, I like a good song." Yeah, yeah, it gets you fired up. Dude, you got a lot of alliances out there. You're a Boomer Sooner guy, 
Now you got the, the song, Rocky Top, I know you love. You I love do. D.C., but you also got some love for Seattle. Now you were saying like the B's and the C's you have no problem with. I mean, I'd like to see the hierarchy. Yeah, I don't know if I said I was fine with the Bruins in the in the Celtics. That's what we were talking about the other day. We we're like, I um, said I'm sick of watching them win. Oh, I thought. I guess I was saying that I am sick. I'm over the Pats fan. I don't like. I dislike Pats fans and Red Sox fans. But the B's and the C's, I don't really mind. Yeah, and I feel like you were like, oh yeah, man, yeah. Now I was just stoned and nodding. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the two of us. So I was just treating you like you were my girl. <laughs> Sorry. Realistically, honestly, my only mission left in professional sports is I got to get into that hot tub at uh, the stadium in Florida. Jacksonville Jaguars, NFL hot tub. Or no, the pool. I'm the sorry. Pool. The pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in for that. 100%. Like, and even I, if I have to pay the women to come, like we need women with us. I feel like, though, you have a pool like that. Like That's one of those times you could snatch a dude's girlfriend straight up and be like, do you want to go hang out in the pool? Because we we got the pool. We got wristbands. You know what I mean? You see that giant pool in the the stadium? Like That's one of the few times you can really stunt on a very high level. Like, where are your seats? Cool, we're at the pool. Yeah, you see that see-through pool wall? Yeah, I'm going to be in there. I mean, that's right. that, that would be ultimate nirvana almost. Like, sitting there in a pool, drinking a beer, watching a live NFL game. Dude, that's why it's my quest, man. I got to get Carl in there. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've been I've been pursuing it for a couple of years. Like it'll it'll get it'll happen in its own time. You know, it's one of those things, dude. And we got to get in the uh, one of those boxes for the IPL. So that like every f- week that what's it Vizio is it Vizio is that or Vivo? That's like their big sponsor, and they have like a so it's it's India, so it's hot and humid and stuff. But they have this little air conditioned like box that's like clear, and it's got like recliners in there. And every week at at the stadium, whatever stadium it's at, like somebody gets to sit in those seats. So you're talking about not only flying to the other side of the planet, but then navigating our way through the like Indian social hierarchy to end up in like the top spot in the stadium during like the busiest series of the year. Correct. (laughs) God dang. I feel like your NFL, goals, your NFL thing might be a little more attainable. <laughs> yeah, no sh- dude. <laughs> you know what this ends? This just ends with us at a Diamonds back game in that pool. Like I don't think their fans are even going. <laughs> yeah, weren't you talking about they have like just like a lifelong pass now or a year long pass? Yeah, whatever. like the rest of the year, I want to say it's like ninety bucks or a hundred bucks, and you can go to every game. They're they have just a pool like, at the Diamondbacks. They were the first ones, I think. Dude, wow. I, I mean, oh, this just—it sounds too bad to say on the cast. So I'm not gonna say it, but I'm a fan of. Arizona and its woman. I'll say that. Oh, here you go, dude. That'd be a great yeah, a that was pool the, to go That to. was the first stadium I ever saw with a pool. It's out in, like, left center. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you've seen the Jacksonville pool, right? Oh, yeah. Different ballgame. It is. It is. I'm just saying, as far as pools and events go, I feel like this is our best option. That's an option. I have a dream, man. I'm getting to Jacksonville. All right, uh, the other thing that uh, I have not shut up about, and luckily Matt has not heard this speech yet, is a few months ago we had on a local fighter the name of Tim Lewis. Now, Tim was in here. Uh, he's 3-0, right, 3-0, 4-0 now as a professional. So I, what do we, I always ask the fighters, like, what do you want to eat afterwards? Tim, who's of Asian descent, said KFC, Korean fried chicken. I was kind of like, all right, I've never gone out for Korean fried chicken, blah, blah, blah. Number one. The KFC chicken, the way they do it, because it's like cornstarch instead of flour. So the chicken's like crispier and the batter's a little lighter. Hmm. So the chicken, number one, is dope. But the ex- sauces? Uh, I got the first batch of the chicken. I got it plain because I wanted to just taste the meat and see yep. how it you Ranch know. finder, like the maple bar and donuts. I got you. Yeah, or like a cheese pizza, right? Yep. Uh, and then the second one, it's kind of almost like, don't get mad at me, people, but it's, it's like a high-end Asian zing from... 
from Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that red kind of sweet and sour sauce. That, that uh-huh. was delicious. But then there's all, like, the experience is unreal. Shout out to Arthur for taking me uh, and Joe for driving and Lucas for hanging out. <laughs> but, dude, like, there's beer towers. So like, you're talking well, like a like a, a plastic dispenser yes. with a little tap on it that goes to the right, table. Yes, that's dope. It's awesome, dude. And then like uh, there's that, and then there's this other dish I can't pronounce tikka baba or t- I don't know a couple teas in there, and it's like a red sauce. And there's these big thick rice noodles that almost like are the size of like a good Australian licorice, but it's like a rice. You know what I mean? It's just rice noodles, like a podkimau noodle, like a or like a udon noodle type scenario. Drunken noodle? No, no, no. Like wide this. and flat? No, it's it's cir- it's uh, oh, it's round. It's round and it's kind of long, like a couple inches long. Okay. Uh, but that was awesome. What else? Then they had some of those ri- rice noodles. They were just wrapping in bacon and serving that. And then I didn't realize this. So Koreans like to drink. So besides like the beer tower, then you're drinking soju. The grapefruit soju was phenomenal. What soju? Uh, it's kind of like a fortified wine. So oh, okay, yep. The closest thing you'd say is probably like sake. I mean. Fortified wines typically in the U.S. are known as bum wines, like Cisco, yeah. Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, they are. But this place, this place was really good. Right. Yeah, so fortified wines are for real. It's like an 18% wine. Right, but it's not like doing shots of liquor, so you can have That's more true. of them. You know what I mean? Instead of just sitting there. I mean, in theory, Yeah. Well, that's the problem. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, they, they pull you in, man. Like you Fortified can. wines are a wild drunk. Yeah, and some huh. people, that's what, so I've always heard this stuff about the, train. the military people are like, uh, uh, you know, like you have these soju nights or whatever, but they were saying like, cause Americans kind of screw it up and they only drink the fruity ones. So then they sit there and they just bang down shot after shot after shot. And then when they get up, they're completely screwed. That sounds fun. Right. So he was like, he was like, Koreans actually like, like drink it and you kind of chill out a little bit. When you were saying there was like a whole atmosphere to it, right? Like people were like. Awesome. They're banging like hip hop. <laughs> like I was, I was in the bathroom trying to wash my hands up quick enough. So I could get back out to the table and kind of dance along to the Gucci Mane song. Dude, yeah, the way you were saying it before, like it almost sounded like people are like, it almost sounded like it was like all red lighting. People were like smoking in there, playing cards, like shooting dice in like the back hallway. Like it just sounded like it was like a real like, a real turn up, you know? Like it was a kind of an event. It was so much. Here, come here, look. You could see a picture of the dish. Uh, yeah, see, there's like ramen noodles and some rice cakes in there. There's some fish cakes in there. Oh, yeah, that looks legit. Yeah, it was super awesome. But yeah, there's the place. I mean, it's nice. It's not like shady or anything. Oh, okay. I got the I was under the impression that it was like It just it's what yeah, you do. Cool. You go to get Korean fried chicken and you have drinks and uh yeah, I mean, they had me at the beer tower. It's what you do. Yeah. And then Matt, uh, you know, the meltdown crew would like this. They have karaoke rooms. Oh, wow. Oh, that's what it, the last yeah. thing. I knew there was some sort of entertainment. Yeah, there's karaoke rooms. So you can rent out like a whole like I, it, it it's awesome, dude. It, it it was so much fun, dude. That and, sounds rad. Right, delicious. And then like, so Koreans like to drink. This is what they tell me. And then also Koreans are obsessed with cheese, which is weird, right? And I'm pretty sure they're lactose intolerant, but they have like corn cheese, and it's just yellow sweet corn mixed with a bunch of cheese, and comes out on like a little like pan. And then huh. they had one that was pizza corn. So it was the same cheese corn, but with like some pizza sauce and some bacon. Ooh, that sounds bomb. Oh my god, dude! I'm telling you, like this is this is my lifestyle. You're just eating snacks. Like I'm getting pretty good with the chopsticks, <laughs> slurping up no- noodles and this and that. Uh-huh. And there's just a beer tower right there. Dang, dude, that does sound fun. Man, oh. you guys were like a little ways up north, right? Yeah, we were up in Edmonds. Uh, Stars in the sky was the place we went. 
That sounds dope, man. Yeah, and it's like a whole little strip mall with like Korean barbecue. Then there's this place, and it just it was also kind of fun because that was when, like not that there's white people in there, but there wasn't a lot of white people. It was it, kind of fun. Like they had like little jokes for me and stuff. I was like, all right, that's fair. Yeah, they had some material. Yeah, and then you know me, <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I started jumping in. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> like, the one guy Lucas technically is Polish. So they were like, you're the only two white guys in here. And I was like, and he's a foreigner. I'm the only real white guy in here. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah. And it's just cool. Like, you just sit around also, like, just these little glasses. Like, I'm sure I'm sure there's a ton of people listening right now who are like Tim who have been to Korean fried chicken. They're like, yeah, Ted, that's what we're trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but it, right? but the, food, the food was great. And just the snack in it. Just, I guess it's rude if you don't have food with your drinks. Yeah, well, I've never been. It sounds awesome. Yeah, so they keep bringing stuff. They have sports on in there or TVs or what's what's the... There was one TV behind the bar. But it's more of like a music and enter- like... Yeah, and you don't want to sit... Like I would. Always, I prefer that. I'm not a big TV guy. I would have been oh, fine yeah. sitting at the bar, but like you want to sit at a table because there's just... Yeah, just have your own kind of little zone. Yeah, and it was dope because Arthur's just ordering stuff and I'm just eating it. Is he uh, Korean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, see, it's really helpful, I feel like, to have a Korean do with you. Oh, 100%, dude. Well, yeah. that's the thing, too, is just... Sometimes even I, like, I think I'm a pretty adventurous eater these days, but, like, really immersing yourself into another culture's food and kind of hang, like, I was like, man, that was so much fun. Yeah, it's a little different than just, like, going into a Thai place and, like, getting the pod Thai, you know, when you have someone with you who's like, here's what we need, like, boom, 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 here's what this is about, here's how you do the, the tea or the, you know, so that's dope. Dude, we got to talk about that base running. All right. We jumped forward right. on some so we got to talk about that base running, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. I always forget. Were you a baseball guy at all growing up? Uh, not so much. All right. So I grew up, played baseball. I coached baseball. So there's a few like there's a few rules whenever you're playing baseball. Well, cardinal one the, rules, right? Right. One of the cardinal rules is you never make the first or last out at third base. Now, Kyle, did you know that rule before I told you? I did not. I just was enjoying watching sports, and we happened to have two back to back. We were watching the the Stanley Cup. Then that ended, and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to leave. It was over at Ted's house. And then we turn on baseball. <laughs> yeah, right? So then we turn on baseball, and it's the Dodgers and the Mets. So a dude gets absolutely just – he's on second, fly ball to right field. Now, I've coached baseball. I would say to the – you know, like, it's to right field. I know you, the Cardinal rule, you don't, you don't get the last out at third, right? Because he's in scoring position already if he's on second base. This is going to be really nerdy. It for anybody reasonably that coached, deep, right? Right, but it was pretty deep to right field, so I don't fault him for running. But he got absolutely hosed. Like, uh-huh. the dude threw a ball on a line. Yeah, and he kind of jogged. He wasn't going that fast, you know. He, he was kind of jogging, and then his slide was weird, too. Because if he had reached out his left hand, he would have been there in time. Or his right hand. His right hand went by the base, and his oh. left hand was in like this. Yeah, so he, he slid at an angle. Yeah, I've seen um, this happen. Sort of off to the side, so he wouldn't get tagged, I guess. And his right hand extended past the base, and his left hand, his elbow was bent, so it didn't touch the base. So he, yeah. Took him a lot longer to get there. And they had a guy on third running home. Ooh. Right. A guy tagging up. Who who didn't even make it in time? Yeah. I forget who the right fielder is. He oh. just has a cannon out there. Yeah. He- so we're watching it, and I say to Cobb, like, never, never make the first or last out of third base. But then from then on, the commentators, it is just an onslaught. Well, yeah, and I think I made one comment. I never watched baseball, and I think I made one comment like, wow, man, like, they gunned him. 
and then they kind of like same thing as the uh, the hockey. They kind of like go to commercial break, and then they come back, and these two announcers, man, just could not let it go. Yeah, and the one guy's just like, I can't get over it. This might be the worst base running mistake I have seen. In- <laughs> he <laughs> said, dude, the exact quote. So they're going off, go, going off, and like talking about it, talking about like, how did he mess that up? How did he mess that up? I'm surprised we even saw that. And like the game has moved on, like five, four or five minutes. And the guy, the exact quote was, I cannot imagine a scenario where you could make a worse mistake. Yes! Terrible base running. It was awful. <laughs> because this so, is the worst. And then later he said, this is the worst base running I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Like, to the point, I even said out loud to Kyle, I go, it's like the Mets have, they was the Mets and Dodgers, right? The Mets are the ones who apparently never practice base running. Because these are just simple rules, right? Like, the I announcers mean, had five minutes of material on it. I mean, like, I they could, kept returning to it. Right, like, I could stand on third base coaching right now, and I could tell you almost any situation with a guy on second. Right? So if there's one out, right, like, he's tagging, you know what I mean? But, like, so you always got to count for the extra out, right? So once that guy catch it, but I, again, I might have sent him. I might have brought him. It's deep, but it was just awful. And it was such a lackluster effort to the run. But also, that's the point. You don't make the third out there because it's kind of pointless. He's on second base. He should score from a base hit either way. So that's why you got to be like, stay there, right? Know the situation. Right? Well, yeah, and so I get home. So finally, like, you know, I'm just like, okay, commercial break. I go home. And Ted texts me like 15 minutes later. He's like, they're still talking about it. <laughs> because they went to Sports Center and then went back to the announcers. You know how they do that for like the game of the week? And they're like, well, what just a terrible, terrible base running mistake. Uh, I cannot imagine a scenario with worse <laughs> coaching. Now, well, did it affect the outcome of the game too? Oh, yeah. Because oh, really? the Mets are down like two. Like, if that guy doesn't get thrown out a third, the guy tagging up is going to make it home. Mm-hmm. And then you, he's going to be in scoring position at second. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is why you don't run yeah. yourself into outs. Yep. I'm okay. getting all worked up now, but I mean... I mean it like, was absurd. Well, we live in absurd. Seattle, so like, you know, if the Mariners did something like that, but it was one of the games where they're down like 14-1 to 1 or whatever, it probably would have been relatively insignificant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah This the score was close. It was like, yeah. you know... Oh. And same in the, the Bees game. The score was like 2-3, to three, I think. Yeah, the right, right. So I mean, they were close games. It was just funny. Like the and and then I didn't realize that right fielder had already gunned somebody down at the plate earlier. He, Ooh. you know, he went on a line too. Like how he came across his, he really contorts his body well. Like he threw it and it almost like spun in and like dropped into where it was supposed to go. Like it wasn't a straight throw. It kind of like curved with the wind and dropped in. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, man, that guy put. Dude, and that's I remember when they showed the replay, I was like, I can't believe how much force he can put on that ball. Remember? Yeah. Like at the very beginning? Yeah, dude. It was it was impressive, man. He put everything into that ball and he just gunned that dude. Yeah. It was embarrassing for the base runner, for sure. I also like uh, I'm still not sure it's Zen or not, but when Kyle came over yesterday, like my so I'm on the ground floor, <laughs> and then my cement wall is kind of higher, right? So just funny when he shows up, I was And then like, the street. Then the street, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting so it kind of looks zen, but I'm just sitting in a like a beach chair, right? A really short folding chair. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah a foot off the ground. Chair. A foot off the ground, but I'm kind of tucked in, and then I'm just sitting there kind of like with my legs crossed, kind of watching sports. He's like, dude, you're really zoned out right Or zen down. I was like, kind of, but I'm also watching sports with my door open. Well, he's like tucked into this little concrete backstop with his back to the street where you can't yeah. see him from the street level. Okay. You know what I mean? You just look over him, you just see the TV and he's like tucked down in this little, because I, I always enter his house through the back door. I always jump down the little, onto his, yeah. onto his patio and then in. And so, yeah, he just was hidden down there, like sipping on a, was that a little seltzer water or something? Oh no, it was beer. Yeah. Yeah. And just like watching sports on a Sunday or a Monday as like the, 
Yeah, the sun was going down. It was nice. It was. Well, I'd done, I'd done laundry, done my dishes, and then uh, vacuumed. I was like, whew, it's a big day. Dude, I'm Not sure you good. could tell by my attitude. That was one of our better hangs ever. Yeah. That's a short, sweet one. <laughs> uh, uh, top notch. All right, Cobb, you know what? Let's read some emails. All right. Um, what else? Oh, my bad. I forgot before we get to emails. Sorry. Uh, also, besides Kentucky, Korean fried chicken, I want to encourage people to go out and try other cuisines and this and that. And then also, never forget, being a tourist in your own town's not bad. He was shout out to, uh, I went and had some brunch with the Groovers, and then we went down and saw Cobb's uh, popcorn shop, and then we took the monorail to Folk Life. Wow. I was like, I haven't been on the monorail, I bet, in 10 years. Not wow. that it's that exciting, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was kind of fun being a tourist. I've never been on the monorail here. Yeah, right? I've only been on the one at Disneyland. There's very few reasons you would ever want to use it. And I was like, oh, this is the one time I might use it. Mm-hmm. Dude, That's it's awesome. great being a tourist in your own city. I mean, I lived in Boston for four years. And at the end of the four years, my family came for graduation and we did some of the tourist stuff, you know, going on tours stuff. It was great. You learned so much about the city. Highly recommend being a tourist in your own city. Yeah. Highly recommend. We get people through the shop every once in a while who, um, like, a lot of times we'll be like, oh, like, you playing tourists for the day to sort of find out if they're locals or not locals or just kind of start a conversation. And, um, yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, we're playing tourists, but we're from, like, really close. We're just going and doing, like, the ghost tour or doing Chihuly Museum or whatever. And, like, yeah, it's super cool, man. Great way to learn. Enjoy your city. Yeah. Yeah. And folk life still, like, I like that one, man. There's there's still enough weird people out there. I was talking to a guy in a beer garden that, that lived in Seattle and then moved away to Chicago, and then he moved back. And he's like, man, the city's changed a lot. And we were sitting there in the beer garden, in the shady one, because we're smart. And I was like, yeah, I go, Folk Life, this still reminds me of Seattle. And he was like, yeah, this is still pretty cool. Yeah, that's the, Folk Life is one of the few things where I'm like, oh, I'm definitely, definitely still in Seattle. Some of the stuff that goes on in Georgetown, too, there's some events down there that I'm like, yep, Seattle yeah, George- people are still alive. Yeah, thriving. Uh, all right, first, <clears throat> that CrossFit guy, Kevin Coyster. Uh, uh, he's a f***ing legend. God damn, what hasn't that guy done? Coolest part, he wasn't saying all that stuff to brag. Seemed like he was pretty humble. Uh, my uncle was mauled by a bear. He survived. We call him Bear Bait. He isn't a fan of that name. And how did I know I was in a bad part of town? Nothing major. Just a homeless man walking around Tacoma with a machete. Got the hell out of there quick. Ted, when you get your goal uh, for soccer, uh, <laughs> when you get your goal and de- and damn it, uh, you will, you should go full-blown Nico Ladero. Uh, and pull the shoe phone. Going to wrap this up because it's getting long, but you guys should do a college football Saturday meetup. We'd love to watch football with you guys. Carry on, boys. Jaden. Jaden, I don't think that's that far out of the question. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That would be fun. Especially if we don't really have to say anything up. We're just like, we're going to go you know, to wherever and watch some football. Yeah, I have a good idea of a new of a place uh, that I went to last week. I, I was telling Kyle this. I was like, we might even be able to like set up like a, I don't know, like a Sounders viewing party or something this summer. But it's a cool bar, big area. That'd be fun, man. Yeah. But yeah, fun. college football, man, that, that'd be awesome. I've always wanted to do that. You know, the thing is, I think in the fall, I kind of forget, because we, we always have Red Festival in the fall, and then, is bourbon and bacon usually in the fall? Yeah. I know, it used to be in the fall. So I, I feel like there was always events in the fall. Somehow, you know what, I got to stop saying that. I always blame the season. Let's be honest. Besides winter, almost every season's busy. True. <laughs> like, I was about to be like, man, the fall gets really packed for me. And then it's like- Summer gets packed. Yeah, summer gets packed. Like, springtime wasn't exactly, like, low-key. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just busy out there. Yeah, but college football meetup would be good. Uh, Joe Muller, the weatherman. Uh, Oh, we were talking about the the ultimate fame being that of the the local weatherman. You've never flipped off Steve's? 
Uh, off the Steves, Pool and Rabel, after four months of straight rain? No, I have not. The thing is, they play their game right. They say it's going to rain. Like They don't cause the weather. They predict the weather. They just say it's going to rain every day, and if they're right, people are like, you know what? Accurate. And if they're wrong, people are happy because it's sunny, man. That's, that's their move in this town. Just the last three weekends, they've said it was going to rain. Only one of them, it rained. It rained for one day. Saturday that's, was a soaker. Yeah. I will say this, though. You'd be surprised what people dislike. And I've told this story before, but I dated a girl, and her grandmother didn't like Walter Kelly because he wore French cuffs. I love French cuffs. I, I know. But that wow. was, her, her grandma just was like, nope, he's too huh. fancy. Too fan. Well, they are fancy. I mean, I, I literally have one shirt that's French cuffs, and I don't even have cuff links. I have two yeah, shirts French that cuffs. have French cuffs, and then I have one set of cufflinks. Yeah, French cuffs are fancy. What do you uh, rock? What's that? What kind of cufflinks? What's? Oh, they're just kind of like a, a bluish design, color. A skull? What do you? No, they're just kind of a bluish color. It works together with one suit. I I just went to men's warehouse one day, and I was like, just do me top to bottom. Yeah. Fair and enough. He was like, all right. We'll you know, one of suit. our mutual friends' dads worked at the original men's warehouse. No. Uh, yeah, I could, I'll tell you off cast, but All he's right. a person who used to live in the same building as you. In oh, Delta. yeah. Yeah, his dad worked at the original men's warehouse. <sighs> that dude who's in all the commercials, that was his boss. Huh. Like, you're going like, to like the way you look. I, I guarantee, guarantee it. it. Yeah, that dude is his direct boss. Yeah, well, that guy, <laughs> that, that guy's got name got trashed after the idiot, uh, right? Because his name was something Zimmer or something. Yeah, George Zimmer, I want to say. Right. But then no, that, no, not George Zimmer. No. That's the Zimmerman. dude who assaulted the guy. Something Zimmer, though. Well, no, he, he murdered. T- yeah, sorry. Uh, he he murdered yeah. Trayvon. But that's the problem. That guy wants to shoot a 13-year-old black kid for holding candy, and now the guy that did the men's warehouse, like- Oh, do they have the same name? They're pretty close. That's what I'm saying. One's like Zimmer, one's Zimmerman, but- Yeah, okay, that's what- Okay, because, yeah, George is what came to mind. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I remember when, like, Sam Adams commercial started coming out, and the guy's Jim Cook, but it's spelt the same as my last name- and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then the Koch brothers came out. And yeah, that's just not like, ideal. Yeah, they got some bad press. And now I'm like, oh, man. You know what's funny? I've been having a lot of people come through. So the popcorn shop is called Cobb's, Pop, Cobb's Pike Place Popcorn. And I've had a lot of Cobb's come through. And so one of them had the exact same name as my brother. So I took a photo of it at his huh. ID and sent it to him. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It was a subject of much conversation right. at my sister's birthday. Is Pike Place in the name now? Uh, we'll see. Cobb's Popcorn. It's yeah. at Pike Place now. Right, so I George can't officially say that. Gotcha. So George Zimmer was the men's warehouse. I can't guy. comment. So and then George Zimmer Min is the murderer. Yeah, okay, Zimmer? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Zimmer Zimmer's the good one. George you, Zimmer Men's Warehouse and George Zimmer Man. Sometimes you kind of forget too that like how do I put this? That these are real people. Like Fred Meyer, for instance, local shopping yeah. chain if you haven't been here, but they make like, they could do kind of these grocery slash like home goods superstores. Target. Yeah. Yeah, dude, exactly. Okay, yeah, it's like a tar- more expensive Target. Um, but yeah, that was like a real guy in Portland. And like my grandpa was telling me that he used to work for JCPenney. And I was just like, that was a real guy? He was like, yeah, JC came into the store every once in a while. And I was yeah. Like, Whoa, yeah. And just like, I don't know, there's a lot of them like that. that you, you forget it's a it's a person like John Paul Mitchell Systems. Well, or, oh, North that's Stone. how I got started on that was, um, what's the, what the hell is the name of that salon? Um, not Gary Manuel, but uh, oh, fancy he- salon downtown. Right, and he had this. He had the. Sh- he had the place where they trained him to. Gene Juarez. Gene Juarez. Nice. Thank you. I met Gene cool. Juarez random for like two seconds. I was drinking a beer, and he knows my my buddy, and he was like, "Oh, that's Gene." Comes up, introduces himself. Hey, I'm Gene. Da 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 da. He walks away, and he was like, "That was Gene Juarez." I was like, "Yeah." Wow. Was, did not realize that was a real person. I was in a restaurant once in Kirkland, and my buddy was like, "Yeah, that's Gene Juarez." And I was like, "What?" Like yeah. same thing. Like that guy. Like that's the guy. 
Like, yeah, all right. It's so cool. You just, I mean, you hear someone's name, but you just think it's a brand. Well, you so. forget, like, Tommy Hilfiger. Like, that's a guy. Yeah. I know. That's going to be crazy when he, like, signs, like, a check or something. It's like, this says Tommy Hilfiger. Like, yeah, that's my name. You're just like, what? This guy has a store named after himself, and he's, like, no, so but, blown away. Dude, yeah, but it's, like, <laughs> well, different ballgames. point, Matt. Different ballgames, man. For now. Hola to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Cobb asked last episode, when did you know you were on the wrong side of town? I have a pretty good story. In 2005, 6, when I was uh, 17, my family and I went back east to visit family and go see old places. My fer- my, uh, go see old places. Comma. My parents used to go to, like, Ocean City. We went from Maryland up to New England, and for some nice. reason my dad had to show us the college he graduated from. Ryder College in New Jersey. Well, since the, th- uh, since the 30 years since my dad had been back, uh, the roads uh, changed. Uh, the, roads, the roads changed, and somehow we ended up in the worst part of Trenton there was. Motto for Trenton: Trenton take, Trenton makes, the world takes. Uh, is there a good? Uh, is there a good part? I knew we were in a bad part of town when my boy, my, when my dad pointed at the school he used to teach at, and it was condemned. Had boarded up windows and graffiti all over it. To make it even worse, we were in a nice ass rental car, and my dad's yuppie ass is listening to Jimmy Buffett or some shit while driving down the street with some very desperate looking people. It looked like Skid Row or something. LARP on, Albino Matt. Yeah, Trenton, I mean, Trenton, New Jersey isn't really known for being a nice area. Yeah, they have a bridge with a giant sign on it that just says, Trenton makes, the world takes. And it's like, whoa, God. <laughs> it just sounds mean. Dude, Trenton. it just, yeah, it sounds like desperate. Yeah, I don't know. Matt, to answer your question, I don't know that there is a nice part. Sorry, Trenton. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Mm. Is, Ru- is Rutgers in Trenton? No, Rutgers is in... Is Rutgers its own area? Is it in... No. Is it New Haven? No, not New Haven. I might be wrong. It could be somewhere. I should know that. Because Rutgers technically is where the first college football game was played, I believe. Ooh. New Brunswick? New Brunswick. All right, I knew it was new song. I was... I knew it. No, I knew it, Matt. Piscataway. Piscataway. That sounds familiar. Got a couple different. Three campuses, looks like. Huh. All right, you got any more emails in there? No, nah, that's it. All right, let's check in with Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt means. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt means. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, um, I had some fun parts of my weekend. We'll talk about those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Thursday, I went on uh, New Day Northwest with Andrew Rivers to do oh, nice. the game of Speak Out, where they make you shove a plastic thing that pries your cheeks open and makes you say stuff. Oh, yeah. You're like a goofball. You can look that up online. But the video wasn't embeddable for KISW.com, so go to New Day's... Uh, Facebook or YouTube, and look look it up if you want to check that out. But that and was New a lot Day of does fun. a good job of putting up all the videos. Yeah, they're they're up uh, through New Day. If you just go look for the spring game of Speak Out with uh, me and Andrew Rivers, and that was fun. And then uh, when I was doing that, I got a text uh, later that day from my buddy Colin, who uh, I've talked about before. He has Down syndrome. His mom texted me and said that they randomly saw that, and he got super excited, which made oh nice. Me yeah, which made me feel good. And then so Friday, I went over to his house, hung out. We watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 2. And I didn't realize Vince Vaughn was in Jurassic Park 2. 
Um, but that was a – with Colin, you just kind of – you reenact everything. It's not just sitting on the couch. So <laughs> it, was, it was fun playing that. Uh, and then let's see what else happened. Uh, Saturday, um, I ended up over at our buddy Brad's, and Lance was over there and a bunch of other uh, friends uh, that you guys know some of them. Um, Dave and Phil and other people, but it was a it was a really good night with uh, some some awesome people and uh, yes, yeah, so we had a good time over there. And then Sunday, was Brad I went, cooking or is he just hanging out partying? We were just hanging out. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Brad. I just assume every time I see you, you're cooking, so I'm just like, oh, was Brad cooking? Uh, there was <laughs> food there, but I wasn't particularly. I had eaten beforehand, uh, right. and so. Um, then Sunday I had to drive out to Wenatchee. My cousin was getting married, so congratulations to Mike and Cherish. And it was at this uh, awesome venue called Omi Gardens out there. I don't know if anyone's been there. It's like, I think you can walk around, but it's just got like a bunch of little trails and like in these all these little like pockets of nature. So that was fun, catching up with uh, some of my family and everything. And What flavor ice cream did you go with? I went with the Tonight Dough, which has like everything in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was Ben and Jerry's cart. Instead of a big wedding cake, they just had an ice cream cart, which I thought was pretty baller. That's move. awesome. And so, yeah, that was a that was a really cool wedding. And then uh, yesterday was, uh, let's see, Memorial Day. My dad and I drove back uh, and stopped in Leavenworth to get lunch and everything and just had a, you know, came home and then just took a nap and got some rest because I had to be back here at night. So yeah. it was a weekend filled with, Regular people hours, and so I needed to catch up on the sleep. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. I saw that picture, and then you told me there was a Ben and Jerry's ice cream truck. I'm like, that's pretty gangster. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome. Hmm. So yeah, that was that was it. Congratulations to Mike and Cherish. Like I said, it was an awesome wedding. Uh, great ceremony. The great view, and uh, yeah, the reception was awesome too. Nice. So yeah, that was it. All right. Sounds like a solid weekend. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's about that time. Cobb Topic. Cobb Topic. So, quick apology to the listeners. I made a mistake. I forgot. I, I created a folder for all of our podcast emails, and I forgot that a huge percentage of them go to my spam folder. Filter. In we actually have seventeen unread emails. Jeez, oh. some of them are pretty good. <laughs> so we don't need to read them right now. Um, but there's a lot in there, and somebody dropped us a link for all the back episodes. Oh, so nice! Shout out. Dope. Thank you for that. We'll get through them next week. Uh, yeah, he dropped it anonymously. So anyway. Next um, week, we read emails. Literally, one of the emails was the dude complaining that we asked for more emails and we didn't read his email. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, I'm sorry. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, look, man, it's a low budget operation. Okay? Things, things happen. <laughs> People too, man. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> so uh, when we were talking about homeboy killing the bear with his bow and arrow. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just turns point blank. I mean, 10 feet out, just takes a life. It got me thinking about... To avenge our listener's uncle. That guy said his uncle got mauled by a bear. No, no, no. He said the bear bait's still alive. No, I know, but still. You attack one of us, we get a guest on that shoots you with bows. Take you down. 10 feet away. Don't mess with the podcast. Yeah. Um, So... uh, (laughs) God, dude, what? I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, Beehive. Yeah, I know. I had a, I had a thing going. Was it? Oh, so, okay. So it got me thinking about the primal instinct of taking animal lives. And I was thinking about more of like, 
I don't know. I, I've been watching a lot of UFC or really more like Bellator stuff on YouTube, whatever. I was thinking about a stadium-type scenario wherein you're pitted against animals. And basically what it came down to is this. If you are dropped into an arena, like an octagon, but it's, it's big, like a bullfighting ring size, and there are 1,000 rabid, like aggressive guinea pigs, you get to bring in one item to defend yourself and survive, one handheld item, what do you bring in and why? Feel free to email us, email the podcast.com. How are you taking out a thousand guinea pigs that will all want to kill you? And I'm guessing by the one handheld item, it can't be like a semi-automatic machine gun. <laughs> that works, but there's a thousand of them. How many bullets you got in that thing? I'm not even... I don't know that machine gun is your move. What, are you going to hand slaughter them all? I've got some ideas. But go ahead. You know what I'd bring? And this is really thinking right here. Follow me on this one. You ever watch sporting events and like baseball fields, uh, cricket wickets, mm-hmm. anything like that? They have those big black rollers that go out over the like grass and turf and kind of flatten stuff out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd bring one of those in and push it around. Just go for just mat them, them all. Them. You have to be running fast, man. Possible, possible, but dangerous. I, don't know. I just feel like if I had a machete, they'd be all over me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Machetes. I feel like this sets a tone. I enter the cage and I just start flattening out these little mothers. Ah, that's not bad. Not bad, Mateus. Are those those flame throwers that Elon Musk had are pretty handheld, right? Would that that's count? My, that's my move. Okay. But I want a real flame. Those aren't technically flamethrowers. They're um. But okay. Uh, they're just like oh, dude. What do they use for those? I don't remember. But they don't really shoot that much flame. I'm talking like a you World War II backpack full of gasoline. And that would count thrower. as a handheld item, even yeah. though you need a backpack. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll take one of those. Flamethrower for sure, dude. Yeah. Oh like, man. Or like yeah, a flamethrower like a Vietnam. You're one of the era. smartest people I know. I love that I got the same answer as you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, flamethrower for sure. <laughs> You just start smoking them. Yep. That thing I'm using, the thing, the the handle goes back and forth. So I mean, I could run some over, flip the handle over, and get the guys behind me. That's true. But You're when you jump, when you jump over that thing, though, like there's still some over there, you know. And you said they're hamsters. No, 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 guinea, guinea pigs. pigs. There's a thousand of them. The only problem with flattening them out is I've heard guinea pigs delicious. I think in Peru they eat it. Got to get those yeah, flamethrowers. Throwing, throwing them out to the crowd. Hey, here's mm-hmm. some dinner. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Don't worry about the burnt on hairs. <laughs> I just hope and somebody. In fact, the insides are raw. But go ahead and enjoy this one. Well, I just love to, uh, Ted, like you being in a corporate environment. I hope someone stops you in the hallway a couple of days from now, like, hey, Ted, man, uh, what's, what's this I hear about you guys putting flame, talking about putting flamethrowers on guinea pigs? Yeah, why don't you put the idea in their heads, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. That's a question that's been around for years. What was the one that people used to always talk about? It's like there's a small amount. People have been asking questions about you in this place for a long time. Yeah. What's the what's the one that's like there's like is it two or three year olds or something and they're like they're coming in the cage like nonstop and it's like how many do you think you could take? I don't know. Yeah. Two year olds. It's it may not be maybe it's like three. It's something where it's like there's just a, a wrath of children. So yeah. you're like that would be fine, but it's like yeah they keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gonna be a fatigue scenario. Right. So that's the same problem with these guinea pigs. <clears throat> I feel like at first I'd be all right, but they're just well, they also keep... could bum rush you. you yeah, they, right, all a thousand of them. Yeah, I don't know how they work in teams though. I don't know, but a thousand's a lot. Like a hundred's a lot. Think about how wild one of those little things is in a cage when you try to grab it. You know? I mean, honestly, I am. I'm just imagining an octagon filled with a thousand of them. Like they'd probably be so worked up. Like even if they're not rabbit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Could I, don't, be. I don't love the odds without a without a flamethrower. Yeah, I think when you start burning all their friends, they're going to get the picture real quick and retreat a little bit. And what could be like game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Maybe they need to establish dominance. Yep, <laughs> like the hell with it. <laughs> Seriously, dude, they start running wild. That score is close. I don't know. Uh, all right, well there you go. This weekend, sit back and think about what you would do in this situation. Would you make it out alive? Would the guinea pigs make it out alive? Is anybody going to eat the leftovers? <laughs> a thousand and one men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, again, I recommend try other dishes. Go hang out with a friend. Learn their culture, man. That, that was a blast this weekend. Uh, shout out again to Arthur. I really appreciate it, bud. And uh, thanks for finally listening. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's episode 262. For MCTP, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.